1: Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanto, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today we have the final birthday episode for R.I.P. America's favorite TV dad, Danny Tanner, played by none other than the late Bob Saget. His birthday is May 17th, and of course, this is the episode. Honestly, this is the last Danny episode that there is. Guys, I'm not gonna lie, this is not my favorite episode. (laughs) This one I have not watched in years. It just it doesn't really hit up there on the It's not to the honestly, I wouldn't say it's to the level of um the not so great of season eight that I'll be doing, because this of course is season seven, but anyway. It's called A Date with Fate. It aired May 3rd, 1994. In this episode, Danny's date and DJ's date meet and and become attracted to each other. Nikki and Alex learn a Mother's Day set. Hey, this is the perfect time to be covering this episode. (laughs) Although by the time this goes up, Mother's Day. Well, technically Mother's Day will will be past that by five days. So, yeah, right on the cusp. Yep, season, sep- season seven, episode twenty-two, a date with fate. All right, this has a six point eight out of ten based on two hundred and twenty-three ratings. We got some guest stars. We got. We also do get a Jamie mention in here. If you remember Jamie from. Earlier in the season, is it true about Stephanie? Actually, honestly, maybe that isn't as early in the season. Maybe that one's, well, let's see here. Is it true about episode 14? It's 22, so about, like, eight episodes later. Let's see. So I guess I picked a good one. (laughs) This episode was directed by Joel Swick. Writers Jeff Franklin, Dennis Rinsler, story. Bob Sand writer Chuck and Jamie Tatum as writers, and Mark Warren, credited for story. All right, as I said, back to we have Bernadette, who's played by Robin Donny. We have Darlene Cardon, who's playing Doris. We have Lara Lyon as Ada Cooling, Leona Sickle as Kendra, but Bo- there are a lot of guest stars. Wow. We have Rick Peters as Roger. He definitely so a little bit different than, um, of course, when this aired in 1994. But then again, that was, what, 29 years ago? Right, Quinny? That's right. You weren't even alive then. Honey, I will feed you. Eight minutes, okay? Eight minutes I'll feed you dinner. We have Eddie Mills as Arthur, and we have Rosie Terravella as Waitress. We also have Steve for like a hot second in this episode too. Let's see. Oh, we got a couple. We have a couple of user reviews. We got 6 out of 10 by Fried Toast 2 This is from April 13th, 2021. One of the most forgettable Full House episodes. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I, I can definitely say I, I agree with that. This episode is just a filler episode and super forgettable. Danny's, Danny's and DJ's dates get attracted to each other, and it's just really stupid and not memorable at all. And I skip it almost every time I watch this season. Yeah, again, same, same. Okay, we also have an 8 out of 10 by Taylor Kingston. The one with the Mother's Day song, dot, dot, dot. This is from April 19th, 2016. I think this episode is really funny. I think I mostly like it as much as I do because Nikki and Alex are just so freaking adorable. They make me laugh so freaking much. In this episode, it's the first time that both Danny and DJ are back in the dating pool since their breakups. They decide to take a shot and go out on dates. Stephanie arranged a blind date for DJ, and Danny takes Becky's suggestion to go out with a TV operator who works on their show. Well, Danny already tried that with an intern who was interning at the station in season four at the series four finale, Rock the Cradle. He took out Kirsten, who was like 19, 20, 21 years old in a sorority. She was a fan of the band Slaughter. And then, yeah remember when I covered that episode I'm like Slaughter let me see if I heard any of their songs and I played one I'm like I know this song <laughs> alright so the two both end up going to the same restaurant and things get awkward when their dates leave with each other but DJ meets a nice waiter who of course is someone who goes to school there they share a math class together or something or bi- science biology I don't know Yeah, but DJ means a nice waiter, so that's okay. Meanwhile, Jesse teaches Nikki and Alex an adorable mother's song to sing to Becky. However, they cutely ruin the surprise. Best part of the episode, Joey and... Who's Pacey? Is this a Dawson's Creek reference, clearly? That show was not even in existence yet. Says, best part of the episode, Joey and Pacey, obviously. Don't get that. For this episode. (laughs) Huh. Worst part of the episode? Nothing in particular. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. All right, let's see if we got any trivia. We don't. So We don't have trivia. We don't have goofs. I don't even think we have connections. We don't. Wow, this is really sparse. IMDb's page for this episode really does not offer a whole... Sometimes it's, you know, packed with goodies. Trivia, goofs, connections... User reviews, what have you, all that good stuff. Not this time. (laughs) All right. Of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you all know, those Tanner newbies who are just jumping aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, I want to let you know, of course, where you can listen. One of which, if you're listening on iTunes, (laughs) congratulations, that's one way. SoundCloud is another. That is what I pay a yearly subscription to. I know others have reached out and asked, um, why aren't you on Spotify? Why aren't you on Anchor, using Anchor? And I'm like, guys, I've been doing this since 2017. I kind of found my niche. That's just the way it is. <laughs> but thank you again for the suggestions. Also, I do have social media pages for this podcast. If you go on Facebook, search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. And you will find the All My Land to Holy Tulipas podcast Facebook page. Also, Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. And it has an email address if you'd like to write in. omhcfhfhpodcast Podcast at gmail.com. Also, a couple things this podcast is not like other Full House podcasts, and when I say that, I mean it doesn't go episode by episode, season by season. I go based on a series of episodes based on a current topic as far as either a holiday or a particular character or just whatever fancy I just pull out of my mind to combine like three to four episodes. Sometimes it's two If it's a double feature, uh, another thing is if you haven't already learned, again, if you're just now tuning into the podcast, again, thank you. The full house portion of this podcast is ending at the end of 2023. I started this podcast in April of 2019. So this podcast is about four years old, (laughs) And in 2024, I will be wrapping up the Fuller House portion of the podcast. That'll probably end sometime in, like, either August or September. Now, just because I end both shows does not mean that the podcast is necessarily over. There are other things I'd like to do. Many episodes where I'm doing compilation, podcast episodes, best catchphrases you know, best moments of characters, emotional moments, best performances of the actor, you know, and just worst characters, like you got Gia, Rusty, Stavros, I could go on and on and on for days, so, yeah. And again, most of these lists are just going to be compiled based on my own opinions, so take it with, you know, to each their own. If you guys different opinion, that's cool, if you guys have your own lists, again, Write in, message me on the Facebook page, email me. I'd love to know what some of your lists are. Or even if you guys have ideas of lists that I could, of episodes that I could, you know, moments from the show that I could compile, that would be really amazing too. Another thing that sets this podcast apart from other Full House or Fuller House podcasts is, this is an ears of all ages podcast, and what I mean by that is, Anybody of any age can listen to it. I created this podcast for one. I love the show. I grew up with it. I still watch it all the time. Not just podcasting, but also in my free time. I wanted a podcast out there where those that grew up with the show, that have children, that are introducing them to the show for the first time, have a safe space that they can listen to the podcast and not worry about, expletives, you know, bad language, inappropriate content, and where they can just revel in their own memories along with my own. And another thing is all podcasts, you guys know, they need support. Some do Patreon and give special content. You pay, like, a monthly fee. I don't do that. I don't want to do that because I feel... This content is free. Me to you. I'm doing what I love. I'm not earning anything from this, which is fine because I don't want to. This is a hobby to me. And the moment it turns into a job, well, that's when I am going to say I'm done. No, this will always forever be a hobby. I have a job. I don't need another one. Anyway... The only thing I ask is a moment of your time. If you guys can go to iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House, the Oh My Land to Holy Two podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. Have fun. Use emojis to describe characters. Somebody actually did that. I loved it. Or episode titles of Full House or Fuller House. I might get luckier with Full House emojis for episodes. But I would love to try my hand at that. If you guys want to try to stump me with a trivia question as a user review, that would be amazing. All five-star reviews, again, do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. All right, without further ado, let's wish Bob Saget a happy heavenly birthday and... Jump right into Season 7, Episode 22, A Date with Fate. And as always, guys, thank you for listening. If you've been listening since the beginning when I started this podcast in 2019, or if you've just come on in the last couple of years, thank you, thank you. You guys, you mean the world to me, honestly. All right, we get the adorable cold open which actually plays into the Mother's Day aspect of the episode. So, Jesse is having the boys who are probably right around 3 at this point put their hand make handprints in plaster and it's just oh, so cute. They have the finished product, project, result is just absolutely adorable. Yeah, he says, all right, we're going to make, because <laughs> he asked them how's it feel, and they're like, squishy, sticky, <laughs> their hands are covered with, with clay. So he takes both of the plaster casts, and he says, once they dry, we're going to cut them into a heart shape and write your name on them for your mom. Aww. Of course, Joey is making one for his mom, which, you know, to each their own. And as Jesse's taking the plaster cast over to the kitchen countertop, he tells him, and then once we give them to your mom, it's going to be the best Mother's Day. We're going to watch her face light up. I love how Jesse calls Joey Plaster Paws. Well, Jesse, for whatever reasons, assumes like, oh, hey, Plaster Paws, no offense, but I don't think Becky wants your handprints. And Joey's like, excuse me, I happen to be making this for my mom. You know, he is her only child. So he asks the boys, like, hey, all right. He cleans their hands off with a towel, which is surprising. Like, you would probably want to at least have them wash their hands at the sink. Just a uh, dish towel is not going to be enough. But he's like, hey, are you excited for Mother's Day? I mean, they're, pro- they're old enough now that they can actually, you know, do something. I mean, I'm sure they did, you know, other things for, like, when they were one and two with, you know, Jesse's help and everything. Yeah, they don't know what Mother's Day is, Jesse, come on. <laughs> and he explains to them that Mother's Day is a day where we show Mommy how much we love her. So he is going. He tells them we're going to get up really early and we're going to make her a great breakfast. And he says we're going to give her the special presents that we made and then we're going to sing her a song. Aww. So he says, okay, you guys want to sing her a song? And they're like, Yeah! And he asks them, well, do you know us, huh? No. So Joey grabs the twins, like, all right, we boys, we got some work to do. So he takes them upstairs. Oh, Joey, by the way, can you grab the phone? Joey's had his hands in that plaster cast for a bit, and, of course, his hands are now stuck in his handprints. He actually lifts the plaster out of the frame, and his hands are still attached to it. Like, you're not going to be able to get the phone that way
2: your hands in there while the plaster's still wet. Ready, go. Okay, good. Push them in there nice and good. That's good. Okay, guys. How does that feel?
0: All right,
2: good. Then it worked. Here we go. Now what we're going to do is we're going to let these hand dry. We're going to cut them into a nice heart shape. I don't know how much. Mommy's face light up when we going to give them to her on Mother's Day. This is going to be the best Mother's Day present ever. Okay, plaster pause. No offense, but I really don't think Becky wants your handprints. These are for my mom. <laughs> all right, boys, your hands are all de it Now, you guys excited about Mother's Day?
0: Yeah!
2: You even know what Mother's Day is? No! Yeah. Okay, guys, Mother's Day is a day where we show Mommy how much we love her, okay? Now we're going to get up real early, we're going to make her a great breakfast, we're going to give her our special presents, and we're going to sing her a song. You guys, uh, you guys want to sing her a song? Yeah! Do you even know a song?
0: No!
2: I figured. All right, guys, come on, we got a lot of work to do. Let's go. Oh, Joey, can you get that? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> problem! Problem!
1: <laughs> oh! And that was the adorable cold open. So we got Danny and DJ and Michelle in the living room and Michelle has it's a magic eight ball, but it's white and she calls it the magic cue ball, so maybe because it's white, then they call it the magic. And she asks, When I grow up, will I become president? She turns it around. <laughs> nope. Not a chance. And she turns around. It's like she's pretending it's like it's a crystal ball. She hovers her hand around it and she asks, Governor? And she, then she, uh, like, nope, sorry, try again. She, uh, hovers her hand, waves her hand over it. Milk monitor? Hey there you go, Michelle, you lucked out. Three times, ta- third time was the charm, I guess. Oh, here we go with DJ being a Debbie Downer. Oh, Michelle, you can't believe that hunk of plastic. Deej, let her have her fun. So you can't really believe that hunk of plastic can really tell the future. Michelle says, Yes, I can. And she asks the magic cue ball if I was gonna wear a pink flowered dress. And hello, what do I have on? What am I wearing? Danny says, Michelle, you decided to wear that dress. He says, Honey, I'm sorry to let you down, but the magic cue ball had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and Michelle says, but I don't even like this dress. I was hoping for a no. So we get a mention of Jamie, which is great. Continuity. She Stephanie comes down with Becky and says how after the movie, Jamie's taking me through the drive through of the Burger Shack. I mean, well, he's not driving. His mom is. But we have the entire back seat to ourselves. She says we have the whole back seat, so it's almost like we have complete privacy. And Becky says that's great, Steph. Like your own little private love nest, eighteen inches from his mom's neck. Oh, good grief! Michelle with the burn. Wow, DJ, this is weird. You know, normally it's you going out on a date on a Friday night or a Saturday night, and you know, Steph staying home. So of course you're here by choice, sure, DJ. Whatever. <laughs> I hope you sleep at night. Of course, she hasn't felt ready to date. Her. She literally just broke up with him, like. Five plus episodes ago, it's, it's, let her, she hasn't given herself a a chance to just reset herself. Revel in being single, single. Oh my gosh, repeat shirt. The shirt that she was wearing in the Birthday Blues episode in season six. With the tealish blue fake fur collar, and then the bluish it's more like kind of a purplish 3D effect cheetah print with a pink skirt. Interesting. So, apparently, Cammie can get- cause Steve's in college and she she runs with like Runs through the DJ. You're not gonna believe this. Steve has a date with Ada Cooling. I'd be like, Who's Ada Cooling? Okay, because Steve is rebounding from his breakup with DJ, DJ's like, Okay, now I'm ready to date. Where we learn of Jamie's cousin, Roger. Yeah, Jamie's co- cousin is in from college. And DJ asks, well, what's he look like? Uh, well, look, I've only seen a picture of him, DJ. Uh, but, I mean, he was cute. Granted, he was, like, a little kid at the time in the picture. Oh, she says, then again, everyone's cute sitting on Santa's lap. So we hear a honk from outside, and somebody says, oh, that's Jamie. His mom lets, lets him honk a horn. It <laughs> I really wish we could have gotten another Jamie appearance. What a sweetheart of a kid. So, as Stephanie heads to the door, she's like, oh, DJ, you want me to, uh, set you up with his cousin? And DJ says, yeah, you can give him my number, just try not to make me sound too desperate. And Stephanie says, "Huh, that was my main selling point. Mm. And apparently Kimmy's got a date, too, because she's like, hey, DJ, I just need a few things to finish off this outfit. Oh, gosh, what is Danny going to say? Because he looks like he is ready to give a comeback. Lighter fluid in a zippo. <laughs> Oh my goodness, of course, Michelle's like, hey, wait up, and she takes her magic cue ball with her. Oh,
0: magic cue ball. When I grow up, will I be president? Mm hmm Governor? Milk monitor? (laughs) Oh, right. Michelle, you can't really believe that hunk of plastic can tell the future. Oh, yes, I can. This morning I asked it if I was going to wear a pink flower dress, and what am I wearing?
3: Michelle, you decided to wear that dress. I'm sorry, honey, but the magic cue ball had nothing to do with it.
0: But I don't even like this dress. I was hoping for a no. And after the movie, Jamie's taking me to the drive at the Burger Shack. Well, he's not driving. His mother's driving. But we have the whole back seat, so it's almost like we have complete privacy. Well, that's great, Steph. It's kind of like your own little love nest, 18 inches from the back of his mom's neck. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, DJ, this is weird. Usually it's you going on a date and Steph's staying home. Well, Michelle, I'm here by choice. You know, ever since I broke up with Steve, I just haven't felt ready to date. Deed, you're not going to believe this. Steve has a date with Ada Cooling. Now I'm ready to date. Jamie's cousin is in from college next week Really? What does he look like? Well, I've only seen a picture, but he's cute Cute is good Then again, everybody's cute Sitting on Santa's lap <laughs> Oh, that's Jamie His mom lets him honk <laughs> So, you want to go out with his cousin? Sure Um, You can give him my phone number But don't make me sound too desperate Hmm, that was my main selling point <laughs> Bye, yes, I- I have a date myself and just need a few things to finish off this outfit. <laughs>
3: Lighter fluid and a Zippo. Wait
1: up! So Danny comments how it's nice to see a DJ back in the swing of things. You know, going out on dates since sort her of breakup with Steve. And Becky agrees with him, and she sits down on the couch next to him and says, you know, that, yeah, that is good to see that. But it also would be nice to see you get back in the swing of things, hence his breakup from his engagement with, with Vicky. And Saturday, Saturday, <laughs> and Becky asks, you know, it is Saturday night, do you have any plans? That's the thing, honestly... I say to each their own in their own time. When a person is ready to move on and date again, whether it's because of a breakup or, or because they've, you know, lost their partner or their spouse, it's like you can't push that. That is up for them to decide. And as nice as she's trying to be, she is being Becky is being a bit pushy. So it just just because somebody doesn't have plans to go down the weekend. ...with someone and get into the dating pool again? I mean, come on. And he's like, oh yeah, I got big plans. You know, I'm gonna take a nap? You know, get myself real good and groggy for bedtime? <laughs> hey, if you're gonna take the nap, you may as well commit and just go to bed early, Danny. <laughs> so, Becky brings up Leona Stickle from the station. And Danny says, really? Leona Stickle? Becky, she's a kid. Oh, oh, Danny, Uh uh-huh, well, you know what, maybe this version of you should go back, you know, three years until that version of you, that, that girl, the intern that was working at the station, Kirsten, who was just in college, that she's a kid, why now all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, I, I can't, she's, what is she, 21, 22? Thought. That's not horrible. Because Danny is... Well, let's see. He's got to be about 36, 37 at this point. that would be a 10-year age difference. I'm not saying he's got to marry the girl, but... Becky, again, just to each their own. Let Danny do this when Danny is ready. I mean, we know in Season 8 he takes Claire out. She is mom. And Becky... Brings up the fact that, you know, I don't see uh, anyone else looking at you like that. Because Danny makes a point of saying that this girl is the camera person. She's supposed to have her eyes on him when she's, you know, in control of the camera. And Becky says, well, I don't see the other camera people doing that. And Danny says, you mean Tony and Gus and Phil or whoever? <laughs> So it's like he is avoiding it, but that's up to him. So Becky says, dust off the old bottle of Brute and make yourself a love connection. Danny agrees to call her, or call Leona, and says, well, I got nothing to lose but 23 hours of sleep. <laughs>
3: you know, it's nice to see DJ back in the swing of things.
0: Yes, it is. It would also be nice to see you back in the swing of things, too, Saturday night you
3: have any plans oh yeah I got big plans I'm gonna take a nap get myself good and groggy for bedtime Danny
2: I think this is a good time to bring up the name Leona Stickle
3: Leona Stickle from the station Becky she's a kid
2: she's 25 and she can't take her eyes off you
3: she's a camera person it's her job
2: I see the other camera people looking at you like that.
3: You mean Gus, Phil, and Tony?
2: Fanny, it's time you blew the dust off the old bottle of root and made yourself a love connection.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll give Leona a call. I got nothing to lose but 23 hours of sleep. Aw, uh, welcome
1: back. Okay. All right, so now we're up in the attic, and Jesse's going to teach the boys the Mother's Day song that they're going to sing. Becky on Mother's Day. It's a really cute song, and it's very simple for them. And I like when Jesse says, I'm going to teach you this wonderful Mother's Day song, and one of the twins says, okie dokie, like the A-OK sign. So Jesse says, I'm going to sing my part, and then, for example, Joey's going to sing your part, the part that you're going to sing. Of course, Joey's okie dokie. Well, it's very simple. He goes, what day is today? And Joey says, today is my... Thursday, basically what the twins will sing. So it is a very simple, easy song. He starts with it, they finish the line. So Jesse says how important this Mother's Day is. It's a big one because the boys are finally old enough where they can do something special for their mom. Because they don't remember the other two. Well, I don't know what exactly they could have done when they were one years old. Jesse probably, you know, surprised Becky with... Oh my gosh, can you imagine if, like, he put the boys in, like, a, like, a wheelbarrow, or, like, a radio flyer wagon, like, filled with flowers, and then she lifts one of the flowers out, and the boys are there. I don't, I don't know. Just something kooky. So... Yep, he's basically laying out the schedule for the boys. Okay, in the morning, we are going to get up early. We're going to make your mom a special breakfast. Then we're going to give her the gifts. And then, of course, the little cherry on top is going to be the song. So it's a three-part thing. I think it became kind of nice, like, what if you took her out to dinner, and then at the end of the day, you saved the song for last? So that way it could be kind of like a surprise. like Oh, they're talking the boys into bed, and then Jesse goes in for the song. Like, you make it a whole day thing filled with activities. So Jesse is like, all right, let's try it out. And he says, what day is today? And one of the twins goes, I don't know. And Jesse says, well, it's Mother's Day. And the twin in green says, happy Mother's Day. So, the kids can't, Jesse, your sons cannot grasp the concept that, yes, today isn't technically Mother's Day, but it's on Sunday. They don't, I don't think they grasp, like, that level of time. Like, something that is, like, a few days away, unless you do, like, a little countdown to Mother's Day. Like, oh, here's some sheets that have your mom's picture, you take a day away and it gets closer to the actual day or so. Like they did with Michelle when Michelle was turning four years old. He is really putting a lot of stress on like it has to be perfect. Come on, boys, this is for your mom. Let's do this correctly. He is really asking a lot of them. And Jesse says, Alright, take two. What day is today? And the twin in blue says, Can't do it. And Jesse asks, Well, why not? And the other twin says, "Well, mommy's not here." Oh no, the twin of blues says, "Mommy's not here." Well, he does have a point. No, she's not. They're they're just pra- you know they're just practicing, they're rehearsing so that way when the day he is so focused on making this absolutely perfect, he's taking slowly taking the fun out of this. Something that's supposed to be fun it becomes work. It's not fun anymore. He's like, concentrate now, we gotta make this perfect for mommy. Yeah, he's like, no, see, I told you, you push them and they're gonna be like, I don't want to do this anymore. They're running around the couch. They've had enough. Joey's been there the whole time? (laughs) Oh, that's right, because the camera was on the twins, so it almost made, I thought Joey had like, went somewhere else, but...
2: Hey, boys, boys, pay close attention here because I'm about to teach you this very wonderful Mother's Day song, okay?
0: Okie dokie. Okay, very
2: good. Now, I'm going to sing my part and Joey's going to sing your part, right, Joseph?
0: Okie dokie. Okay, all right,
2: here we go, okay? You guys ready? Here we go. What day is today? And this will be your part.
0: Today is Mother's Day.
2: What day is today? Your part again.
0: Today is Mother's Day.
2: Thank you, Joseph. You're welcome, Jeffy. Gosh, this Sunday's going to be the greatest Mother's Day ever. And you know why? Because you guys are finally old enough to do something really special for Mommy. I right, know this is how the schedule goes. We're going to wake up in the morning. We're going to make her a special breakfast, okay? We're going to give her our new gifts. And then we're going to sing her this great song. And trust me, guys, she's going to melt into a big puddle of Mommy. All right, now, come on. Let's try this song. Here we go. What day is today? I don't
0: know. Well, it's, a, it's,
2: a, it's Mother's Day. Happy
0: Mother's Day.
2: No, oh, guys, today isn't Mother's Day per se. It's, it's, it's more, it's Sunday, okay? Now, come on, guys, this is for Mommy, so l- let's get it perfect, okay? Here we go, take two. What day is today? Can't
0: do it. Why not? Mommy's not here.
2: Yes, guys, I, I realize that Mommy's not here, but please, kids, let's concentrate. Now, we got to make this thing perfect for Mommy. This is very important. Let's try it from the top. You ready? No. Yeah. Hey, get back. Come on, guys, we
1: have to learn the song from So the girls are downstairs in the living room on the couch. It's basically Friday or Saturday whichever, it's date night. And Michelle is using the magic cue ball to kinda of go over, like, oh, magic cue ball, will DJ's date today be tonight be cute? And DJ's like, Michelle, that's not really important. It's like, no it isn't. I mean a physical attraction. Doesn't hurt. And DJ says it's about his, you know, sense of humor, personality. Oh my gosh, she's wearing a choker. I can't. So, Michelle ta- switches tactic here and says, oh, Magic cue ball Well, did DJ's date have a good personality? And of course. <laughs> I love Stephanie's reaction when she and Michelle look at it and Steph. Michelle says, no, Stephanie says, well, you better hope that he's cute. Yeah, no one would I know about this episode. Uh, I can say neither to both of those things. (laughs) He is neither cute nor having a good personality for basically what happens on this date. So Danny comes down wearing a light gray suit jacket matching pants. Looks like he's also wearing a button-up vest underneath it with a white t-shirt. He looks nice. He does. He really does look well put together. So, Stephanie notices the socks. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I got them. And then he realizes Vicky gave him the socks, and it's like, no, I can't. I can't wear these socks. Do people have to really break up? Do they keep the stuff that were given as gifts from their significant other or do they get rid of it? Maybe it just depends on what it is and if you want to keep it for sentimentality purposes. Danny, I don't think that Leona is going to care about where your socks came from or even looking at your socks. And Danny's like, well, I can't talk about another woman's, woman's socks on a date with another woman. Danny, I don't think she'll care. And DJ says, Dad, trust me, if you're talking about your socks, the date's already dead in the water. And he's going to go for the hip, sockless, European look. Granted, at the end of the night, he says, well, I'm going to have to burn these shoes. Just go throw some black socks on or whatever, something that you'd have a sentimental attachment to. Oh, Magic Cube, DJ's date tonight be cute? Michelle,
0: cute isn't everything. It's more about his sense of humor, his personality. Okay. Oh, Magic Cuba, will DJ's date tonight to have a good personality? You better hope he's cute.
3: <laughs> well, what do you think? Do I look ready for my big date or what? I even, uh, I even hype up the shoes. <laughs>
0: oh, Dad, you look great.
3: Huh?
0: And cool socks. Where'd you get them?
3: Oh, thanks. These, these socks, I got them... Uh, my god vicky gave me these socks i what if leona asked me where i got them i I can't talk about one woman's socks on a date with another woman
0: trust me dad if you're talking about your socks date's already dead in the water no
3: you know what i think i'm gonna go for that that hip sockless european look of course at the end of the night i'm gonna have to burn these shoes
0: don't worry, Dad. I asked Magic cue ball if you guys were going to have a fun time tonight,
3: and it said it's absolutely certain. Thanks, sweetie, but I think the only thing that's absolutely certain is I should have shaved my ankles.
1: So Michelle tries the Magic Cue ball for Danny's date, and she says, I asked it if it said you would have a good time, and it said it was absolutely certain. And Danny's like, well, that thing doesn't really matter. It doesn't really count. But the only thing I'm sure of is I should have shaved my ankles. <laughs> Each their own. Um, DJ opens the door and wow, this guy does not look like he's in his 20s. He looks like he's in his mid-30s. Why is Danny agreeing to let his high school age daughter go out with a 20 year old? That is a... But then again, this is the same guy who was lax enough to let his daughter go to a college frat party while in high school. Yeah, so he'll let his well, eldest do this, but he won't let his, he <laughs> he had a rule against having Stephanie wait till junior high to get her ears pierced. Uh huh. So he comes in, he's like, "Oh hi, I'm Roger. Uh, you must be DJ." And DJ says, "Oh, I certainly hope so. I mean, yes, yes, I am." So DJ comes in and introduces Roger to everyone, Steph and Michelle and Danny. And Stephanie had seen a picture of Roger when he was on Santa's lap. And apparently, well, she says, wow, you've really grown since Christmas 78. And Michelle looks a little, like, apprehensive. Like, who is this guy? So Danny introduces himself, saying, I'm DJ's dad. I can't help but notice you have a fine mustache there. This guy is, ugh, his shirt is just ugh. I think this guy might get the worst outfit of the episode so far. I mean, it's a black silk shirt with really muted, strange-looking flowers. It just looks really incredibly gaudy. And the gold chain that he's wearing, the gold necklace chain, he's got a couple buttons undone of his shirt at the top, and it's just like, ugh. Oh, yeah, he says, oh, you should see my mustache in natural light. Okay, Danny. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, well. He says, oh, just out of parental curiosity, uh, because he had no idea how old Roger is. How old are you? And Roger says, I'm 20. I'm like, mm, nope, nope. Say goodnight, Roger. You're not dating my... Seven. She's gotta be, what, 17 at this point? Going on 18? Mm-mm. And Danny says, oh, the big two o, No longer a teen, but uh, dating one. Danny! No! 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 Put a stop to this. This is inappropriate. And DJ pulls Danny aside and says, Dad, you're embarrassing me. And Danny says, I'm embarrassing him? Seriously? Did you see that guy's mustache? I can't grow a mustache like that. Set Oh, D- oh, 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 my gosh. DJ says, Dad, look, I'm 17, okay? He's 20. This is a three-year-age bad, 17, and he's 20. That is beyond wrong. Danny, put your foot down. What is the appeal for this guy? Because he's 20? Only three years different, Sweetie, you are not in college. You're not 18. If you are a legal adult eighteen and you were dating a twenty year old, what have you? You're a legal adult. It wouldn't matter. Hey, I mean, what is his appeal to date her? I mean, yeah, he was set up on a blind date, but even still What are they gonna talk about? Her her high school classes? Uh her writing for the school newspaper? She's not even a senior in high school. She's a junior. Oh, my good golly. Danny says to DJ, only three years? That's an entire lifetime for a goldfish. How many goldfish end up making it to the three-year mark? Honestly, tell me. She'll be just fine. She'll be able to take care of herself. She took care of herself with that Pete guy. I'm sure she can handle Roger. Roger honestly looks less aggressive. Oh, no son, about those socks. Put those socks away. <laughs> so, Roger does a nice thing. He does shake Danny's hand and everything like that.
0: Hi. Hi. I'm Roger.
3: Uh, you DJ?
0: I certainly hope so. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Come on in. Okay. Um, Roger, this is everybody. Hi. 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 Wow. You've really grown since Christmas '78.
3: <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm DJ's dad. How you doing? Good, I, I, I couldn't help but notice you've got a fine mustache there. Oh, thanks. You ought to see a natural light. <laughs> Just out of a, a parental curiosity, um, uh, how old are you? I'm 20. 20. Big 20? Big 2 No longer a teen, but dating one. <laughs>
0: are embarrassing
3: me. I'm embarrassing you. Did you see his mustache? I can't even grow a mustache like that. Anymore.
0: Dad, I'm 17. He's 20. There's only three years' difference.
3: Only three years? That's an entire lifetime for a goldfish. <laughs>
1: I'll
3: be fine. Roger, we better get going. Right. Well, good luck, Miss Tanner. Good. Sorry.
1: <laughs> All right. So we are at Cafe 80s. We got some cardboard cutouts of George George Bush, George H.W., one of them, and Barbara Bush. There's also, um, uh, on the brick wall, we got, uh, Cafe 80s and, like, Lime Green and two different, uh, Forms of blue that says Cafe 80s. We have painted on there Ronald Reagan 84. We got an old touch, big giant touchstone phone in the background. Night special, it says on a sandwich board, the Michael Dukakis burger or something. Oh, we see Freddy Krueger, a cardboard cutout of him. See Boy George, not the But I'm guessing these people, it's like, is there a dress code? Because we got a couple people that, especially one, one guy looks like he's dressed like Fonzie. Like, wrong decade. (laughs) But I guess the waiter, one of the servers, is dressed like Boy George. We got some stand-up video arcade games. I can't tell what ones they are. Wow, yeah, talk about dead in the water but this date, because Roger's talking about a full beard, and DJ's just bored out of her mind. So he tried to go tea and then that didn't work out, so he uh, lost the beard and grew a mustache. Interesting. It's kind of cocky. He's like, which is the look you're enjoying today? <laughs> oh, there's jelly beans in a bowl on the table. And DJ, she says, yeah, it really brings out your... Nostrils. Hmm. Oh, she really rolls her eyes like, oh, looking at the clock. Somebody save me. Danny brings Leona, and he notices tonight's special, the Michael Caucus burger. And of course, Danny recognizes that DJ is also at Cafe 80s. Apparently, DJ's surprised to see Danny and his date there, because it's like, um, what happened to the fancy French restaurant you're going to go to? You're going to take a 25-year-old to a fancy French restaurant? Eh. So, 290s. <laughs> Danny says, yeah, we were going to go there, but we kind of decided it was 290s, uh, which is, it's cool. I mean, the thing is, though, so this is only, what, ninety. 90- Hold on, let me grab the thing here. So this is, where is it? Uh, yeah, this is the middle of 1994. The 80s were like, well, the end of the 80s was like five years prior. But, I mean, 80s and 90s, but especially 80s nostalgia, especially with Stranger Things, is really hot right now. It really is very, very big. We long for those days when life seemed simpler, especially if you grew up in the 80s and 90s. So Danny introduces Leona and Roger as he shakes her hand, and she is, like, impressed by his mustache. Leona is kind of like a blonde bombshell. Danny definitely has a type. I mean, Vicky, of course, didn't have blonde hair, but even still. I mean, Pam had blonde hair. Uh, Claire, G.S. Mom, has blonde hair. Kirsten had blonde hair in season four. Cindy had blonde hair from season four. Yeah, exactly. So, he, yeah, he, he takes this as a compliment. Like, yeah, it started off as a full beard, and she's like, really? Like, she was very impressed. DJ kind of cuts this off. Like, oh, it, it's a long story. It was nice chatting with you. DJ, why do you want to get back on your date? You may as well just invite your dad to sit with you you your dad and his date, because this date here, it ain't going anywhere. Roger Oh Roger's the like, hey, why don't you join us? It's like I don't have anything in common with this 17-year-old high schooler. So Danny's sitting across from DJ and Leona and Roger are sitting across from each other. Well, they are closer in age. Of course. DJ has a school friend here, Arthur, who recognizes her. Oh, my gosh, we got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie poster and a ghost poster. Oh, there's a Smurf. Oh, this is so cool. I don't know who that's supposed to be. Madonna? It might be Madonna poster. Because there's, like, movie posters and stuff. Yeah, and she turns and she says, oh, Arthur? And he's like, yeah, hey, I thought I recognized the back of your head. <laughs> so DJ explains to Danny, oh, Arthur sits behind me in biology. Pretty much it's just their dates are uh, amusing themselves at the moment. Guy looks like he kind of somewhat resembles a young Ashton Kutcher. He's also wearing a red, um, a red bandana. Which adds to the cute factor. Danny realizes just how awkward this is. So he's like, Ah, so where were we? And then Roger, the way that he looks at Danny, it's like he's forgotten that they're on that their dates are even there sitting next to them. Cause it's almost it's almost like the way that Roger looks at Danny almost like, I was having a conversation with this nice lady and you ruined it. Uh Uh-huh. So what? This guy is like really I guess he's a little semi-superficial because he's asking Leona what her eye color is. Your eyes, what color would you say they are? Yeah, he says, uh, would you call them green? Yikes! She says, I call the left one green. I call the right one tiger. Like, she does a tiger mew or not really a more of Yeah, like a tiger growl or something. So, and the thing is, he's only five years younger than she is. And he looks at them like, what is, wow, you guys sure know how to pick them, huh? Oi, Looking at her dad, like, how did this wind up to me being on a date with my own father? Roger says, hey, why don't we take a walk over to the lobster tank, Leona? And she says, oh, I would love that. He calls him Raj. <laughs> This is so cringeworthy, this whole scene. Like, get those two out of here. Get them gone. Danny is, like, pointing me, like, what what, what happened here? Where'd my, Why did my date go off with your date, DJ? <laughs> Danny, like, uh, those two, uh, they're not coming back, are they? And DJ says, hey, Arthur? He's like, yeah. Where's your lobster tank? And he says, we don't have one. And she turns around to Danny says, No, Dad, I, I don't think they're coming back. I'm like, good riddance. Ugh. How long did she have to listen to Roger talk about his mustache slash beard slash goatee before Danny came down with Leona? Well, Danny, don't look that bummed out. The date was going horribly anyway, I'm sure. I mean, you're like ten years her senior. And DJ is, what, three years his junior, so no, it's, it's, you guys have nothing in common.
3: (laughs) So I started off with a full beard. Well, then I trimmed it down to a goatee, but, yeah, that really didn't work out so well, so I lost the beard and grew the mustache back, which is the look you're enjoying today. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it really
3: brings out your nostrils. <laughs> oh, look look at this. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bush. They they recommend the Michael Dukakis burger. <laughs> <laughs> That's my daughter,
0: DJ. Hey. Hi. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? What happened to that fancy French restaurant you were going to?
3: Well, we, we were going to go there, but we decided it was, you know, too... 90s. Oh, Dj Roger, this is uh, Leona.
1: Hi, how do you do? Great mustache.
3: Well, thank you. It uh, started off as a full beard.
1: Really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a long story. It was nice chatting with
3: you. Hey, why don't you join us? No, we'd really.
0: Oh, love to.
3: We really love to. (laughs) Dj. I thought I'd recognize the back
2: of
0: your head. <laughs> Arthur sits behind me in biology. Well, I'll see you around. Or from behind. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
3: where were we? Leona, your eyes, what would you call them? Green?
0: Well, I call the left one green. I call the right one Tiger.
3: say leona what do you say we take a little walk over to the uh, lobster tank oh i would love that garage To. They're not coming back, are they?
0: <laughs> Excuse me, Arthur. Where's your lobster tank?
3: We don't have one.
0: No, Dad. They're not coming back.
1: <laughs> so I'm trying to figure if this lady's supposed to be Cindy Lauper or not. This waitress. Um, if she comes over to the table where Danny and T.J. are. Asked, like, weren't there two more of you here? Wasn't this a foursome? And DJ says, well, it started out as a twosome, a different twosome. And then it was a foursome. And then it now went back to a twosome, a different twosome, a more depressed twosome. And, of course, the lady's like, hey, just think, if I hadn't asked, I wouldn't have known. And she hands them menus. So both Danny and DJ have something in common here. They're both trying to get back into the dating pool or dating circle after, you know, breakups from long relationships. Of course, guess what? They're not the only two that uh, get set up because here comes Steve with Ada Cooling. You know that's the last thing DJ wants to see is Steve on a date with someone else that isn't her. So Steve says, hi, like, hey, guys, isn't this a great place to bring a date? Or, uh, and then he sees DJ with Danny, like, or, uh, a parent. And what is what, this girl, also wearing a black choker, and her hair is flipped up at the bottom. Because Steve introduces... Ada to DJ, and she says, Oh, Steve, what a coincidence. You used to date a DJ. Uh-huh. Steve <laughs> like, yeah. And <laughs> you just you see the expression on DJ's face is all, Oh, my gosh. What did Steve reduce himself to? This girl is just so excited. Oh, my gosh, there's Pac-Man. I have his autograph at home. And Steve, I love how he puts on, oh, wow, Ada, that's wonderful. Well, why don't we go over there and see if he remembers you? So Steve says, oh, see you later, Deej. But then he turns around and like, Deej, oh, I was fixed up. It's like, obviously, Steve, obviously you were fixed up, because that would not have been of your own planning. Upon closer inspection of this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poster, um... It doesn't look like what we know of as the turtles. They're in the woods, and one of them looks like they're wearing jeans. I just, I don't get, it just looks weird. They couldn't use the actual posters. They just put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles over a picture of some frogs and jeans in the woods. And after Steve leaves, DJ's like, Ugh, what a night. And Danny's like, yeah, I've, I've had better. That's what happens when you get fixed up on a blonde date. You don't know, you know, you don't know how it's going to go. You probably don't know much about the person you're going to. That's why they call it what they call it when you're set up. So Arthur comes over and he's like, hey, DJ, uh, my shift is over and I'm going to Samantha's party if you want to come with. says i can give you a lift and dj's like oh no i think i'm just gonna you know stay here and hang out with my friend (laughs) dad like oh dj come on you can go with your friend go with this guy he's a sweetheart so of course danny's like honey don't don't worry about me go go have fun and then he says to arthur like oh i'm sure you uh passed a state approved driver's test and you have insurance and all that stuff It always seems like he, especially like even with Pete in season five, which there was reason to be worried there. Danny says, go, have fun. You're young. Have fun before life passes you by. Danny, you're like 35, 36 years old. If you think life is passing you by at that age, then what hope do I have at 40, almost 41 years old? (laughs) (laughs) Danny says, you end up... Sitting alone at a trendy restaurant with hairy ankles and socks in your pocket. And you're like, okay, I think that's a cue to get out of here. Arthur doesn't know what He's like, uh, uh-huh, okay. And she asks, like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't mind? He's like, I'll be fine. And she hugs him and says, oh, you're the best. And he says, oh, I am, aren't I? We've heard him say that before. So DJ and Arthur leave, and Danny says, loneliness, thy name is Danny.
0: Wasn't there a foursome here? Actually, it started off as a twosome, then became a foursome, but went back to a twosome, a different twosome, a depressed twosome.
3: Just think, if I hadn't asked, I wouldn't have
0: known. Man, this dating thing is tougher than I thought. I'm getting tougher all the time. Hi, guys. Hi.
2: Hi, Steve. So, isn't this a great place to bring a date? Or a parent? (laughs) Right, well, uh, anyway, this is uh, Ada Cooling. Ada, this is uh, Mr. Tanner, and this is DJ.
1: DJ? What a coincidence, Steve, you used to date a
3: DJ. (laughs)
2: wonderful, Ada. Well, why don't we go see if he remembers you?
3: <sighs> see you later, DJ. That was fixed up.
0: What a night.
3: Yeah, I, I've had better. Like everyone before this.
2: Hey, DJ. Hey,
0: Arthur.
2: Um, my shift is over, and I'm going to Samantha's
3: party. If you're going, I can give you a lift.
0: I'm just gonna hang out here with my friend,
3: Dad. No, you know what? Don't worry about me. I I assume you have a licensed insurance and uh, you've passed an approved driver's ed course? Yeah. You know what, then go. Go. Have fun. You're young. Get out of here before life passes you by. You wind up sitting alone in a trendy restaurant with hairy ankles and socks in your car.
0: (laughs) Are you sure you don't mind?
3: I'll be fine.
0: Have
3: fun. Thanks, Dad. You're the best. I am, aren't I? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Loneliness. Thy name is Danny.
1: So there's a lady, uh, a table away against the wall, who asks Danny, hey, have you seen the bus boy? This table is all s- sticky. You could fry an egg on it. Danny says, oh, no, the busboy went off with my daughter on a date. They went off to a party. So Danny helps this woman out. He actually finds a lemon wedge and actually sprinkles lemon juice on the table and uses that to wipe the table. Like, oh, okay, cool. His mom used to have a saying, if you've cleaned your place, you can see your face. (laughs) If you've cleaned your table. Danny looks down at his reflection. Oh, there I am. And the lady says, thank you. She says, you don't see that combination very much. That chival, chivalry, chivalry, I cannot say that word. Like chivalry and compulsiveness. Oh, she sees that Danny's there looking sad and she orders him to sit at her table like a a therapist because she really can tell like Danny is uh feeling really down she's like oh are we uh feeling sorry for ourselves and Danny says yes we are and Danny brings up Michelle's magic cue ball saying oh my daughter's magic cue ball said that tonight was gonna be a fun night I mean I know it's just a silly toy but I was kind of hoping it might have been right And she says to him, well, you never know what's around the corner. And her daughter, I guess she was going to meet up for dinner with her daughter. And she goes to introduce Danny. She's like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't get your name. And, of course, the daughter knows Danny. She's like, Mom, this is Danny Tanner from Wake Up San Francisco. She says he's the star of Wake Up San Francisco. Yeah, now we get a close-up shot of this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poster, and good golly, is it frightening. No way is that an official Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie poster. Why are they in the woods, and why is them wearing- what? Is that supposed to be Splinter? Oh my gosh. He tells Danny, the daughter of this lady, tells Danny, I have had a crush on you for the longest time. Danny is floor-like, oh, he he cannot speak. He has no words. You better go home and kiss that magic cue ball for giving you a good night, Danny. The end result was better. Have you seen the bus, boy?
3: Yeah, I just left with my daughter.
0: (laughs) What, you feel the grease on this table? You could fry an egg on it.
3: Really? (laughs) Can I help you? Great. Excuse me. My mom used to have a little little cleaning rhyme. She said, when when you cleaned your place, you can see your face. (laughs) There I am. (laughs) Enjoy.
0: Thank you. That's very sweet. You don't see that combination of chivalry and compulsiveness anymore.
3: At least I got that going for me.
0: Sit. Sit. Yes, ma'am. Are we feeling a little sorry for ourselves?
3: Yes, we are. My my little daughter's magic cue ball (laughs) said that tonight was going to be a fun night. I mean, I know it's just a silly little toy, but I was kind of hoping it would be right.
0: Well, you never know what's around the corner. Hi, sweetie. Hi, Mom. Hi. Mm, sorry I'm late. This is... Uh, I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. Mom, that's Danny Tanner. He's the star of Wake Up San Francisco. Oh. Uh, I know this is going to sound silly, but I've had a crush on you for the longest time. Okay.
1: So we go upstairs to the attic, Becky's sitting on the couch, I I think she's like reading through maybe one of the scripts for Wake Up San Francisco, Jesse, I love how he jumps over the couch and ends up sitting next to her, he kisses her, and <laughs> Becky says, Jess, let's not start something, let's not do anything the boys won't let us finish. <laughs> And Jesse's like, hey, the boys are downstairs with Joey. It's fine. And, of course, here come the boys with giant gift bags. It's like, Joey, come on. You couldn't keep them downstairs for a little while? <laughs> oh, no, no. This is not how Jesse planned it. But, again, you know, the boys don't understand this. Because they're like, mama, 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 happy Mother's Day. (laughs) And he says, guy, he jumps off that couch so fast. And says, boys, no, Mother's Day's not till tomorrow. What are you doing? I used to be like this too, especially. It's like, no, we celebrate this day on the day. If we don't, then it loses all meaning. Eventually, I've kind of gravitated away from that, especially when my husband and I work different work schedules. Oh, I'm not sure which twin this is. One's in blue, one's in green. They're like little baseball button-up jerseys. And the one in blue says, I love mama tonight. And of course, (laughs) we hear the audience go, aww, because it's cute. And she says, I'll come here. I love you too. She gives them both a hug. Aww. And Jesse goes over to Joey like, Joey, what are you doing? You're supposed to keep them downstairs. Yeah, I thought you were going to occupy the kids downstairs. You know, we had a plan. And Joey tells him, well, Jess, the boys had a better plan. Yeah, he says, well, the boys had a better one, biting my ankles until I gave in. And, of course, Becky is fine with like, Honey, it's fine. It's okay. Look, they even brought us a snack. And one of the twins says, oh, it's, I thought he, well, it says in the subtitles, it says presents, but it, it sounds like he says breakfast. And Joey's like, yeah, the boys whipped up a donut candy guacamole buffet together. I'm like That sounds like a nasty combination. I see Doritos on that uh, little tray that Joey's holding. Joey added the Doritos for fiber content. Yeah, well, hey, if you got guacamole, you got to have something to dip into the guacamole. Becky is loving this, but Jesse, again, is like, no, honey, I'm sorry. We had this whole thing planned out. It was going to be perfect. I'm going to make you this breakfast with a heart-shaped omelet. That sounds cute. With a parsley arrow going through it. And Joyce's voice, look, take Joey downstairs, occupy him. We're going to do this whole thing right tomorrow no the boys are like happy mother's day as they pull out their gifts for her honestly it's not i mean they're young they don't understand the significance of it being on a sun. you know a mother's mother's day on a sunday and all that so they don't want to wait why should becky have to wait just take her out to lunch or something tomorrow you can do a little mother's day add-on those turned out great the plaster hearts with the hand prints so cute and jesse now is like no not the presents boys we're supposed to wrap them up nice special mother's day wrap you know what jess save it for next year there you go save it for next year the boys will be a little bit older by that time they might get the concept that you know you can hold off till mother's day But in this case, just let the boys and Becky have this. Jesse is literally the only one that is throwing a fit about the fact that it's not on Mother's Day. Because at some point he even says, there, you happy? Mother's Day is ruined. It's like, it's not ruined, but you got a sour puss attitude about it. No, they want to sing the song. And Jesse's like, no, boys, we have to save something for tomorrow. Yeah, because Becky says... Oh, Jess, they're going to sing me a song. And he says, no, no, I draw the line of the song. both boys start chanting, sing it now, sing it now. And Joey gets in on it. And Jesse looks at Joey like, do you mind? And Joey says, well, I happen to think it's a very good song. I like it. is like, come on, Jess, let's hear the song. And Jesse's like, oh, all right, everyone sit down. Oh, well, the way that Jesse sings it is just, he's got a tune. He says, what day is today? Although it's actually tomorrow. Boys say, today is Mother's Day. Jesse says, so, well, he sings, what day is today? As he claps. And then he has, regrets couldn't wait another 12 hours. He sings, today is Mother's Day. Oh! He, and then he gets up, he's like, there, are you happy? Everyone happy? Mother's Day is ruined. It's like, only for you! Becky is enjoying this. The only one in that room that has a sour attitude. And the thing is, yes, I get it. He wants the whole day to be perfect. Get her a gift certificate for a spa day. There you go. Let her go be pampered. Get her hair taken care of. Get a facial, massage, pedicure, manicure, all that stuff. There you go. You, you give her a day to just have a me day. That's the Mother's Day gift. Then after that, you take her out to eat. You buy her outfit. Yeah, exactly. She goes over to him because he's sitting on the bed pouting. She says, honey, I mean, it is perfect. Who, who cares if the presents aren't wrapped? If I'm eating a Dorito breakfast at 8 o'clock at night. And she says, you know, the whole point of Mother's Day is to show your mom how much you love her. And the boys are doing that. She says, and right now, I feel pretty loved. She says, and I love that you boys did this all by yourselves. She says, come here, give me a hug. And they, aw, this, oh I just, I love all of this so much. Uh-huh, now Jesse wants to take credit. You know, Beck, I I helped out quite a bit. I'm like, No. Jesse, uh-uh. You do not get to take credit. I don't care if you did help. You, Your sourpuss attitude did not- You don't get to take the credit for this. You lost that right. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, when those kids came to me, they didn't even know that song. It's like, no, they didn't, but they sang it without a problem. So Jesse does go over to the boys and says, "Hey boys, I'm I'm sorry I pushed you guys. I just I was just trying to make it perfect." So he hugs them and he says, "Let's face it, you guys had the right idea. I mean, she was your mommy after all." And Becky says, "Oh Jess, let's face it, we have the greatest kids in the world." And poor Joey's sitting over there going mm, like a little doggy whimper. And Becky just rolls her eyes and says, "All three of them." <laughs> Because Joey wants to be included. Aw, that's so sweet. Joey comes over for a family hug. Hello, darling. Oh. Jess. Yes.
3: Let's not do
0: anything the boys won't let us finish.
2: Boys are downstairs with Joey. And I'm just getting started. <laughs> What are you
0: doing?
2: I love Mama tonight. Oh. Love you. Love you. What are you doing? I thought you were going to occupy the kids downstairs.
3: We had a plan. Well, the boys had a better one. Biting my ankles until I gave in.
0: Oh, honey, it's okay. Look, they brought us a snack. Mm-hmm.
3: This is Mama. Yeah, that, the boys whipped a little uh, donut candy guacamole buffet together. <laughs> Of course, I added the Doritos for fiber content.
2: Mac, we had this whole great morning planned out. We're going to make you this breakfast with this this heart-shaped omelet with a a parsley arrow going through it. Guys, listen. Take Joey downstairs, occupy him. We're going to do this whole thing right tomorrow morning. Happy birthday!
1: Happy birthday! Oh, thank you. Let me
0: Oh, they, oh, Jess, these little handprints are adorable. Guys, not
2: the presents. We were supposed to wrap them up nice. We had the special
1: Mother's Day wrapping. When am I going to use that again this year? Save it for next year. I'm to a
0: song. Oh Jess, they're going to sing me a song. No, they're
2: not. I draw the line at the song. Guys, we have to save something for tomorrow.
0: Save it now. Now.
3: I happen to like the song. Oh, come on, just let's hear the song.
2: <laughs> oh, all right, all right, everyone sit down, everyone sit down. <sighs> what day is today? Although it's actually tomorrow. Day day. <laughs> what, day
0: today? Day. what day is
2: Mother's Day? What <laughs> day okay, is today? Rugrats couldn't wait another twelve hours.
0: What day is
2: Mother's Day? everyone happy? Mother's Day is ruined. I I just I just wanted the whole day to be perfect, and now I...
3: Honey, it is perfect. I mean, who cares if the presents
0: aren't wrapped or if I'm eating a Dorito breakfast at 8 o'clock at night?
2: I mean, the point of Mother's Day is to show your mom how much you love her. And right now I feel pretty loved. And I love... You guys did this all by
1: yourselves. Come yeah. here, give me a hug, yeah. Oh, I love you, oh, I love
2: you. So, you know, Beck, I, I helped out quite a bit. I mean, when those kids came to me, they, they didn't even know that song. Uh, I... hey, boys, boys, come here, I gotta tell you something. I'm sorry I pushed you guys. I was just trying to make it perfect. Thank you, my baby. baby. Thank you. you. Now you guys had the right idea. After all, she is your mommy, right? No,
0: just Let's face it. We have the greatest kids in the world. All three of them.
1: So now we head downstairs and Michelle and Steph are peeking, (laughs) like they see that DJ's out there clearly making out with someone. And Stephanie's telling Michelle who's got her, Michelle's got her hand on the doorknob. And Stephanie's saying, wait for it. And Stephanie says, okay now open it. And DJ's making out with Arthur. And Michelle, what she says, DJ, how do you breathe? And DJ immediately breaks. Surprised they didn't break apart when they heard the door opening like inches from their faces. And our uh, DJ introduces Arthur to her sisters. And he's like, hey, how you doing? And Michelle and Stephanie are like, eh, good, hi. And DJ says, oh, but don't get too attached. They might not be living much longer. And he's like, well, uh, I guess I'll see you in biology on Monday. And she says, great. And uh, I think I'll be turning around a lot more. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to see much of Arthur. Honestly, I mean, because we pretty much have Nelson. and see, There's nothing wrong with Nelson. He's a nice guy, but there's just not a lot there. Because I don't even know if Nelson is, like, a little bit older than DJ. I'm sorry, he probably was homeschooled. And just how she actually, we don't even know how they met. But Arthur, yes, he does look, sem- he looks like a young Ashton Kutcher. And Michelle goes, waving her fingers, night, Arthur. And Stephanie's like, well, wait a minute, Deej. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Roger taller, broader, and not named Arthur? And DJ says, it's a long story. Where's dad? And of course, I don't believe he's home yet. And DJ's surprised. She's like, worried. She's like, he's not home yet? I left him hours ago. It's like, is he still at Cafe 80s? And she's just imagining, like, he could be walking the streets miserable and alone.
0: Get too attached, they might not be living much longer.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll see you in biology on Monday.
0: Great. And, uh, I think I'll be turning around a lot more. <laughs> Bye. Good night, Arthur. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Roger taller, broader, and not named Arthur? That's a long story. Where's Dad? He's not home yet. He's not? I left him hours ago. He could be walking the streets miserable and
1: alone. So, that's the thing about Danny. You always know when he's met a lady because he comes home singing. (laughs) Just like, after DJ's word, he could be, you know, sad, depressed, and alone. The door pops open and Danny's singing, Hello, my darling daughters. And Stanley says, Boy, I've never seen him so depressed. DJ! Uh, because she, she's, I mean, she's worried. So, Dad, what happened? Are you okay? Well, judging by his reaction here, I'd say he's more than okay. He's a-okay. And he says, this has been an amazing night. Yeah, and he's telling me, you know, I was just sitting in the restaurant, sad and alone and, and depressed and saying to myself over and over again, I will not cry. I will not cry. And he says, then all of a sudden, this really sweet older lady asked me to help her get the grease off of her table and of course you know Danny B Mr. Clean's like of course I came to the rescue and next thing I know I'm rollerblading with her daughter and next thing I know I'm rollerblading through Golden Gate Park with her beautiful daughter okay yeah and just like, yeah I mean I had a great time too tonight And she says, I I guess we're back in circulation. Movie, man. (laughs) Why are we dipping into the 70s or 60s? And Danny's like, hey, solid. He says, I am never wearing socks again. (laughs) (laughs) So DJ starts out upstairs and Stephanie's like, oh, no, 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 wait. I want Deets. How did Roger turn into Arthur? What happened to Leona? (laughs) Yeah, really. If you want that story... You're going to have to get to Danny. Well, DJ can tell it. She was there. Well, Steph, the reason you were out of the loop is because you weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) As DJ's climbing the stairs, she just has this audible, exasperated sigh. (sighs) And Michelle says, see, the magic cue ball had said you guys were going to have a fun night. And Danny ends up breaking her little (laughs) imagination. (laughs) Heh, <laughs> live heart. Michelle, DJ and I didn't have a fun night because of the Magic cue ball He says we didn't have a fun night just because the Magic cue ball said we would. He tells her we had a good time because we decided to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. And, you know, just take, go out and take fate into our own hands. Well, yeah, after some sad sulking. It was that lady. If that lady had not called over to Danny, he would have been still at Cafe 80s. Yeah, he probably would have been like, you know what? I feel like cleaning something. I'm going to go in the back and ask if the employees need help washing dishes (laughs) or wiping tables down because clearly they do. And he asked Michelle, I was like, well, does that make any sense? And she says, uh, she shrugs if you say so. So he kisses her goodnight, tells her to get into bed, and he'll be right up to tuck her in. And, of course, she leaves the magic cue ball, and Danny decides to use that to his advantage. Yeah, he waits until she's well past the stairs, like practically in her room. So Danny asks the magic cue ball, if I take Bernadette rollerblading, out rollerblading on our second date, am I going to stay on my feet this time? And Michelle peeks around the corner of stairs and says, I saw that daddy. Uh, he says, oh, I'm just uh, buffing up the old Magic Q ball. And <laughs> like how he, like, rubs it. doesn't even rub the screen part against the lapel of his jacket. Michelle's like, yeah, right. But then as the credits pop up, he does kind of go, <laughs> and rubs the, the screen of the Magic Q ball on his shirt.
3: Hello.
0: I've never seen him so depressed. <laughs> Derek, what happened? Are you okay?
3: This, this has been an amazing night. I I was just sitting there all, all depressed and alone in the restaurant, saying to myself over and over again, I will not cry, I will not cry. And all of a sudden, this, this really sweet older lady asked me to help her get some grease off of her table. Of course, I came to the rescue. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm rollerblading through Golden Gate Park with her beautiful daughter.
0: Wow. Yeah, I had a really great time tonight, too. I guess we're back in circulation. <laughs>
3: Hey, it's solid. (laughs) I am never wearing socks again.
0: (laughs) Now, teach. wait. How did Roger turn into Arthur? And what happened to Leona? Why am I so out of the room? (sighs) The magic cue ball said you guys were gonna have a fun night.
3: Michelle, Fiji and I didn't have a fun night just because the magic cue ball said we would. We had a good time because we decided to stop feeling sorry for ourselves and you know just go out and take fate into our own hands does that make any sense
0: if you say so
3: good night sweetie good night i'll be right up all right it's just you and me okay if i take bernadette out rollerblading on our second date am i going to stay on my feet this time I saw that, Daddy. Swear I was just, I was just, uh, I'm just bumping up the old magic cue ball.
1: Yeah, right. Alright, so that was the episode. <laughs> Worst outfit of the episode. Let me see who I'm going to give that to. Yeah, I think I honestly, sadly enough, even though I liked Arthur, his, like, Flowery vest over his white button-up shirt just was uh eh, wasn't all that great. Now best off it, I'm actually giving it to Nikki and Alex because I really liked their blue and bluish green baseball jersey shirts were just oh so adorable. And then runner-up, of course, I want to give to Joey's red Red Wings jersey. <laughs> Um, I guess runner-up worst outfit of the episode, Mm, I don't have one, so Tanner Teachable moment for this episode is just, it's simple, just getting back into the dating pool is hard, you just gotta trust your heart, when you're ready, you'll know you're ready, but don't... Don't give in to people's pressure. And, oh, you gotta get out there! It's been two months, or it's been three months. It's like there is no set timetable as to when it you're ready to get back out and and date and meet other people. When you're ready, you'll know you're ready. And and what Jesse and Mother say, it look sometimes think and if you can't celebrate on the actual Mother's Day. That doesn't make it any less special if you celebrate the day before, the week before, the week after. All that matters is that you're showing that person how much you care for them, how much they mean to you. Whether it's taking them out to eat, giving them gifts, flowers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because I, honestly, I used to be the, that very same way. Like Jesse. It's like, no, we have to celebrate it on the day of, otherwise, it loses its importance. That's not really the case. And sometimes with work schedules, that's just how it is. You end up celebrating the week before, or a week later, or a few days before. It doesn't matter. It's just you're going out there and you're celebrating the day. And again, of course, I want to wish a happy heavenly birthday to. The late Bob Saget. I can't believe it's been over a year, almost, just about a year and a half now, it's been. But every day that goes by, it's just, you realize he's not here anymore. But we have the Full House and Fuller House episodes. And also I've noticed on YouTube, there are some of... America's Funniest Home Videos on YouTube with Bob Saget hosting, which is really cool. It's like, oh, I grew up on that. That and Full House. Those were my two staple TV shows. Again, you know, I say I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I am actually going to be releasing this episode on Mother's Day because of the Mother's Day element. And of course... Bob Saget's birthday being on the 17th, so happy early heavenly birthday. And then, of course, we'll get back to the Distant Cousins episode on the 26th of May with A Date with Fate. With Kissing Cousins, and this episode is A Date with Fate. Sorry, guys, it's just after 10 a.m., so (laughs) I hope you all had a great weekend. And are still having a great weekend when you listen to this, or or week, depending on if you listen to it a few days after it comes out. So, if you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail And also, if you haven't yet and you'd like to leave a review for the podcast on iTunes, just type in Full House or Fuller House podcast. The All My Land to Holy Two Lupus podcast will pop up, click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Bye-bye, everyone.